0: This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. And welcome back to Vancouver Consumer for a soggy Saturday afternoon. I'm Sterling Fox, joined in studio by two of, as I said earlier, the most traveled dentists in British Columbia, doctors Bobby Birdie and Ron zokol from BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Centers in Vancouver and Coquitlam. We find them both in studio. It's almost a miracle, guys. Welcome <laughs> back. It's good to see you both.
1: Great to see you as well.
0: And Ron, uh, t- tell us about some of your exploits. Bobby just got back from uh, the, uh, the east, Malaysia and India. You've been in Abu Dhabi and Egypt and India,
2: one, India as well. That was a direct flight Vancouver to Delhi, Nonstop, oh, direct. Man. That's a long ride. That's a long stretch, and then down to Bangalore. lectured two days in Bangalore. That night flew to Abu Dhabi. lectured two days in Abu Dhabi. That, that night flew to Cairo. Lecture two days in Cairo. Wow, fantastic! Uh, e- exhausting, I'm sure. Now,
0: do 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 you do the same? Uh, lecture each time, or do you have to
2: change your topic and have six, six in the bag with you before you even leave? This program required a different topic between the Indian lecture and the Abu Dhabi Cairo lectures. Those two were the same, which is fortunate because that makes it just a little bit easier. So what do these dentists on the other side of the world, quite literally, want to hear from you too from British Columbia? Well, this is part of a structured course program, and a number of the doctors from North America and members of the American Academy of Implant Dentistry go out there and do that instruction for them. These are trainings in oral implantology, Okay, fundamental principles of what we do on a daily basis.
0: Okay, but in that part of the world, it's still a fairly new thing, and members of the profession are still getting themselves up to speed on how to do it.
2: Oh, sure. And that's no different from us. There's a lot of dentists in North America, for example, that don't have the fundamental training as well, and it should be there. And Bobby, you just got back from that
0: part of the world as well, but you made a stop in Malaysia. What were you doing there?
1: Uh, I was in Malaysia conducting a course for the Digital Dentistry Institute on uh, it was actually on kind of the teeth in one day procedure. Oh, okay. The the well, we're going to talk about that in a few minutes anyway. Sure. And uh, so what I did, um, I flew to uh, Kuala Lumpur. I've never been there before. It was actually fantastic to be out there. It's such a blend of so many cultures and people, and just a fantastic place to be. And uh, I was it was wonderful to be part of this course there and 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 meet a lot of participants. I also did some live surgery there and helped people that were less fortunate. While I was there as well, so uh, it was a, it was a lot of fun and a great experience. And uh, I look forward to be going back. I think later on this year.
0: So you actually performed some oral surgery in front of an audience on a cooperative patient. I yeah,
1: absolutely. It's probably at this point I don't know the I don't know hundredth maybe or fiftieth time I've done it. I've done a, I've done a lot of live surgeries at a lot of conferences and even through our courses that we've done. Um, but. This one was quite unique because it was in a, you know was, I've never been in Malaysia and to do it there and uh, do they and use
0: TV Bobby? Do they zoom in on your work yeah, so that so you can see it up on a big screen as while you're abs- doing the work? Absolutely. And so do they, you talk while yeah. you're cutting?
1: Yep. So I'm, I'm talking while I'm cutting there um, and doing everything I'm doing and then they've got like an HD video of what we're doing along the way and it's put up on a different screen and uh, it's actually you know it's quite common now but it's a uh, it's a great learning experience for people to learn because afterwards you go and do a debrief and people have any questions you discuss it with them it's pretty. Pretty good.
0: And when you get to that Q and A session, and you've you've done your thing, and they know now what the, what the subject matter is about, and now it becomes a matter of technique and experience. <laughs> what else do they want to know about? When they get a the chance to just one on one with you and go, so doc, what's the deal about?
1: What do they want to know? You know, it's funny. Dentists, no matter where you go in the world, um, in general, they have very similar questions, and most of the questions have to do with feeling comfortable. And also dealing with what if something goes left or right along the way. Sure. And so you know that that's what you learn, and that's why being part of a live surgical experience is always so important to learn, see how we deal with things. But uh, you know when we're doing these things every single day, like we are at BC Perio, it, it allows us to deal with a lot of those uh, those mishaps that occur or what can occur, but also to make sure we avoid them.
0: Uh, Ron, you talked about, and Bobby just said it again too, the things we do every day at BC Perio, and that's why the practice is so flourishing because you're right there literally on the cutting edge of modern dentistry. What of those things that you do every day at BC Perio is still
2: wow to people in other parts of the world? Oh, heaven's sakes. Uh, I think sometimes the basics of the things we do are a wow. On the other hand, both Bobby and I do advanced procedures in uh, bone recovery, bone regeneration, and recovery of dentitions that have absolutely been destroyed and there's nothing left, very little bone structure, and we're able to rehabilitate that. Many people in the world will take a look at those cases and say, that's not possible, and we'll show them exactly how it is possible. Interesting stuff.
0: So, Bobby, you know, to bring the, the, the conversation a little closer to the shores of uh, Vancouver, when uh, someone is in, shall we say, dental distress, for lack of a better word, you know, things sort of get they, get, they get away from you. And then all of a sudden you realize, man, I've I got some real problems going on mm. here. And you go to a dentist and they say, oh, this is a little little above my pay grade. You get you get referrals like that a lot, don't you?
1: We do. The the reason being, and we get them, you know, we're lucky to, and, and fortunate to have colleagues that trust us with their patients from all over, and uh, we, we continue to try to take care of everyone we can to the best of our ability. But when it comes to those cases, yes, you know, some cases can become, or people can become just, it's very difficult in some situations, um, very complex. Sometimes it has to do with, like a Dr. Zocul had said, where someone's dentition or their teeth have just got to a point where either they're not salvageable, or we've got to do a tremendous amount of work too salvage. Them. Right, right, and so there's a lot of those cases. Pretty much every day, yesterday was full of them for me. And um, you know, that's the that's why we do what we do. That's why we spend the time to learn, to teach, to have the technology on one place, have one stop shop like we do, so we can help those people that that are in those dire strait situations.
0: And Dr. Ron, I think one of the other things that uh, people need to know about BC Perio Dental Health and implant centers is the options. When one is in dental distress and one realizes, oh boy, I've let it go a little too far. And now, I, now it's going to cost me my life savings to get out of this hole. So what are my options? I get, get them all out and we'll get some dentures and that's the end of it.
2: There are more options than that, aren't there? There are a lot of options. And our role is to figure out what's happening and how how best to reconstruct this and keep a it person. It's all about the person's lifestyle long-term. So whatever we try to provide in the way of a recommendation is to serve the quality of the result on a long-term basis so they don't have to worry about their teeth in the future, just maintain them. Right. Having said that, because the costs can be prohibitive for many people, we do have alternatives. One alternative is do nothing. Mm -hmm. They have the right to do nothing in spite of whatever is going on there. That's true. So our goal is to help inform the patient, give them options, and then they can decide whether they want to be treated in our office or in another office. It's up to them. Mm -hmm. We're giving them information to start with.
0: Uh, Dr. Bertie, you talked about teeth in one day. You were talking about that in Malaysia or uh, just a few Mm -hmm. days ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, And is that something that is wow, over there. Is that something that's still kind of cutting edge? It's Let's talk about what it is first and then how how commonplace it is outside of North America.
1: So teeth in one day is a procedure. Um, it's kind of like it's called teeth in one day, teeth in a day. Uh, and some people call it all in four. Most times when we hear that phrase, it's about T- someone comes in either wearing a denture or having uh, a, a dentition or a set of teeth that are pretty much hopeless. And we look to remove those teeth and place implants in someone's jawbone and then put teeth on them, fixed permanent teeth uh, in one day, in one procedure. Sometimes we say it's one day. A lot of times it's done in two or three hours. Um, and so, how
0: many prep days in advance to go in and get
1: x-rays and all one, that? Just one appointment. Really? One, one appointment to come in, see a consult, give us our, our records and after that, the next time we see them, we can do the procedure. It really helps us a lot when people fly in from other parts of the, the world and around North America to come get this treatment from us, which is fantastic. And So for us, it allows us to expedite things, uh, especially with the digital world, with the digital impressions and everything else, we can just get information emailed to us even and, and work it. But the procedure itself is, is still only about 2 to 4% of dentists in the world actually provide this procedure. Interesting. And, that, and, that, it's and, that
0: uncommon.
1: And the, reason, and the reason being is because it is technology, well technique sensitive it takes a lot of work to be able to provide this service because you have to be ready for anything and you have to be able to have a center that has not just you know surgical skills but also prosthetic skills digital skills and restorative skills, and of course a lab skill as well. And we have all that in one one package at BC Perio, and that allows us to provide this type of service for people um, no matter where they come from or, or what things look like at the beginning. So the procedure is a fantastic procedure. It's my favorite procedure to, to provide. I know that's Dr. Zokel's favorite procedure to provide because it's the only procedure we can do in dentistry, to my knowledge, where, in my opinion, that... You know, in one day, you really can make an impact on how someone feels about themselves, how they look, um, how they chew, everything in, in one day.
2: That's so true. You, so true.
0: And it is, it's is—it's your favorite procedure oh, as well?
2: Oh, heavens, yes. You, you literally, in a period of hours, change somebody's life. Sure. Literally. Okay.
0: And and you you also the you because as Dr. Brady was just saying you you have everything in house so there's no subcontracting work you don't have to have the the implants or, or the teeth caps put made somewhere else and then couriered over to you you've got the lab and the production capabilities
2: right down the hall absolutely just as Bobby said it, we have it all in one location and so there are no hiccups we get the job done we get it done. Immediately.
0: Now, is, uh, is are both locations, Coquitlam and Vancouver, equipped with that lab stuff, Bobby, or would the Coquitlam location lean on the, the downtown uh, uh, team for help from time to time?
1: Um, there will be the, both of the offices are full service in the sense that they provide all the things that we need. Uh, the Vancouver office is larger because we've got just a larger footprint. and well, sure. We've got BC ProSpace, our teaching center there as well. But in general, both offices are full scope, full service. We provide all services in both offices.
0: Okay. so uh, And and, uh, again, uh, kind of a basic question, because you were talking earlier about referrals from colleagues in the industry. Is it necessary, Dr. Ron, to have a referral to call BC Perio for an appointment?
2: Absolutely not. No. Uh, We work with a lot of dentists, and we will work with anybody's dentist if they choose. Okay. But it's up to the dentist. But if they want a second opinion, they're not too certain. If we feel that the recommendations by the dentists that are treating them is good, we'll tell them that. Okay. And, uh, and they can stay there or come work with us. That's it, completely their option.
0: And part of the process of, of learning about the uh, the capabilities of uh, BC Perio and, and the team at either location is understanding where you fit into all of that, how your needs can be best met uh, uh, on an immediate basis. And I would assume that part of that initial consultation, it's a two-way street. You want to find out about the incoming patient and what the problem is and uh, 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 attempt to… Uh, Resolve it for that person And and the person On the other side Of the desk Is going Do I really want This person in my mouth Or not It is a two
2: way street Isn't it I'm I'm glad you asked that or, Or mentioned this Because it's an important concept There has to be A meeting of the mind If you will Yeah For any of these Complex procedures And the patients Have to feel comfortable With the doctor That they're working with You bet that's, that's that's
0: most important. I, I would agree with that. So let's talk about um, the, the the whole business of, of the first contact and and what that's like and, and 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 take it from there. Oh, And also, is the first contact also a costing out? Once the de- pro- the problem is defined and you offer options, are the options costed out as part of that first encounter?
2: There is no fee associated with that first encounter. Oh, right. It's not built into subsequent fees either. Okay,
0: right. But in terms of learning, well, look, I've got this problem, mm-hmm. and you can do this or this. This will cost you X. Go this route; it'll cost you Y. Is that also part of the, the program? That's yes.
1: exactly how it works. So you you come in. It's not a matter of we'll see what happens. It's you're going to come in. You're going to get diagnosed um, most times, and in general. You'll get a flat fee estimate for what it costs for the various options on that day.
0: Right. And I would imagine being a flourishing practice and well known as well known as you are, all those people with dental plans and all of the rest of it integrate very successfully into your infrastructure.
1: Right. Absolutely. Yeah,
2: and that's true. And somebody has a plan. There may or may not be a strong component to their insurance value, but our team of receptionists work at maximizing the value you'll get out of the plan.
0: Right. And, of course, there are – and we've talked about this on the radio before in terms of implants and the reluctance of the insurance industry to support implants the way they would support fillings on corporate and other uh, company dental plans. What's the reason again?
2: Well first of all it's not insurance it's a third party payment system mm-hmm. and and the cost if if these insurance companies so called insurance companies yeah. or third party payment plans were to cover implants they'd go broke very very quickly. Oh because there's not a lot of return business then. Well it's too expensive. Uh-huh. Well, it's, it's,
1: it's, it also works. Most most insurance companies, insurance plans have like a limit for the year. Yes, right? that's true. But you'd be surprised in the statistics on how often someone actually reaches that limit.
0: That's true, and, and, so, and they also have a limit per year, and they and that and they it's only they also only pay a percentage of whatever right. the final cost is. That's correct. Right. But right. you'd
1: be surprised how many patients or how many people that they insure that don't ever get to that limit. If you include implants, and in all of a sudden they're, people are going to hit that limit tremendously more and ah. then the insurance company makes less money.
0: Right. And of course, they're not in the business of charity yeah. for, uh, except, of course, for their shareholders. Then it becomes a whole other ballgame. And welcome back to the program for a soggy Saturday afternoon. I'm Sterling Fox, two wonderful dentists in studio with me, doctors Bobby Birdie and Ron zokol from BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Centers on West Broadway in Vancouver and on Johnson Street in, in uh, Coquitlam. Uh, guys, it's Family Day weekend. Uh, it's a long one. We finally are synced up with the rest of the country. We're, we're all together this weekend for a change. And uh, I'm going to talk, take a few moments and talk about family dental health best practices. Dr. Ron and I have uh, children, but they're Grown-ups now, you have very young children, and I wonder, do you see children also, Dr. Birdie, in your practice?
1: You know, in our in our office, is because of uh, the demographic and the people that we see, we don't see that many children. Um, we're not a pediatric office. Sure. Uh, the only time we see children is normally for the referred for periodontal issues, and, we've, and as a periodontist, we've got to deal with some periodontal issues uh, when they're younger that just kind of aging and, and growing into things, or when it's involved with braces or orthodontics. Okay. But, uh, you know, it found me day and, and just being kind of in the, the mood or in the, in the spirit of the weekend. Uh, you know, I think some of the best practices that, that you can have for a young family is, you know, making sure that they learn and they have the the habit of brushing and flossing from an early age. Right. And so, right now, my my eldest son, he's eight. He he calls me out sometimes, like Papa. You know, it's been a couple of days. We didn't floss, and oh. and and so and so.
0: He's getting on your
1: case yeah, already. Yeah. Isn't and, that and wonderful? It's wonderful. So it's one of those things where if you if you them to be young and say that to the benefits of it and they understand it. You know, it's uh, it's it's like anything else. They learn languages when they're young. They learn so many different habits when they're young, and they 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 don't listen to what you say. They they would listen to what you do, and they and they see that. And so it's one of those things where you know I think is at the young age bringing that culture into your children when they're young, uh, I think is great. The other thing I would say is that having your 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 your, your young children visit the dentist. I was
0: about to ask you that. Yeah. At what age at what, yeah, should a child soon, see the dentist for the first time?
1: So as soon as they've got you know the first tooth or a few teeth bring them to the dental office and
0: so just, that's somewhere usually around two.
1: Oh, bit, yes and that's probably about one years old but when they oh, even, okay. even even when they get when they get in at one all they're gonna do is no one's gonna do much on them they're gonna come in they're gonna see what the office like get the smell of it right and sit down in a chair go up and down in the chair sit back in the chair say hi to the the wonderful ladies and gentlemen that are there and go home right but a year or two they're not going to be scared Year three, they're going to be all right. Year four and year five, year six, to year seven, where something might have to be done, they're not going to be afraid of the dentist. And they're going to be okay with going there because they've been going there since they were young. And it just this is the doctor of my teeth that looks at my teeth. And I think that having, that's what we did for our children. And it's worked fantastic because they love coming to the office. They're like, oh, I get to see so-and-so this time or so-and-so this time.
0: Go for a ride on the chair. How Absolutely. cool is that? Absolutely. 604-280-9898. The lines are wide open to doctors Birdie and zokol from BC Perry. Dental Health and Implant Centers, uh, if you have any questions about dentistry, particularly perhaps on this Family Day weekend as it affects your family, lines are wide open, 604-280-9898. Uh, the, the matter of, of uh, flossing, we talked about flossing many times on this program only because a couple of years ago, yeah. somebody said, somebody important said, well, you know, flossing's kind of <laughs> overrated. You know, it's not really particularly important. And you two have begged to disagree vociferously ever since. And you, I uh, gather, Dr. Ron, by the expression on your face, you're still there.
2: Absolutely. And there was a phrase coined a number of years back when, when a practitioner was asked, do I have to floss all my teeth? And the practitioner said, no, only those that you wish to keep.
0: Ah, <laughs> okay, well, that's a that's a very good answer. Actually, <laughs> it is. It's a very good answer. So when you see a child, the parents will go, "Wait a second. These if my kid's two or two and a half." This are baby teeth. Yep. So why would I take the kid to the dentist? To, these teeth are all going to fall out all, by themselves.
1: Well, there's lots of reasons. One reason would be that if you've got a bad cavity in a baby tooth, it can affect the tooth that's underneath it. That's going to, you know, hurt a, an adult tooth that is a permanent tooth. Um, you can a baby
0: be- tooth can affect yeah. the the positive growth of its replacement.
1: That's right. That's right, because the the, the, pro, not the that. adult tooth is, grows from underneath of where the baby tooth is, deep in the jawbone. So if you get a bad enough infection, you get a bad enough problem, that can happen. If a tooth is lost prematurely, so if you lose a baby tooth too early and the teeth on either side go in to fill the space and and, and don't make room for so the So they grow tooth, weird then. Yeah, and they grow in funny directions, yeah. and then the knee braces later. Uh, there can be things that have to do with um, cavities and, and baby bottle syndrome. There can be lots of, lots of stuff when it comes to, to baby teeth. In, in general, we always say, well, yeah, they're going to lose them anyways. But the the, the problem with it is that if you don't look at people's facial growth and, and everything else, kids when they're growing up, uh, there's a lot of things that you can address when they're younger that will help them when they're older.
0: Interesting stuff. We did open the phone lines, fellas. So uh, we've got Ian on the line in Vancouver who wants to jump in. Ian, uh, good afternoon. Hello. Yes, sir.
2: Yes. I'm just wondering, uh, I know you can't give a cost, but approximately... For a one-day procedure for a lower jaw. Uh, what sort of procedure? Well, replacement. Are oh. you talking about implants and solid teeth yes, in a day? In implants. Actually, we can give a pretty yes. close to a, a cost on that. Oh, lucky you! And here it comes.
1: So normally, uh, if we're going to do te- teeth in one day, it's between twenty five and twenty seven thousand dollars. That's a flat fee.
0: Is that your whole mouth mm-hmm. or one half?
1: That's one. That's one jaw. Okay. That, that's that's a flat fee, including if you've got teeth, teeth out, implants in, any grafting that needs to be done, the temporary fixed teeth, and the final teeth, all in one go, uh, and that's a flat fee. And that's you know that for, for Canadian dollars, that's pretty much hasn't changed in about a few years, and it's about the same, uh, pretty mm-hmm. much across the board. Yeah, and it depends. Uh, yep. Yeah. Go ahead. Go And the other thing is. Uh, What's the risk of a post-procedure infection? So that's a great question. In general, when it comes to infection after the surgery, some of it has to do with your medical history, like are you immunocompromised, are you in good health? That's definitely a question. In general, dental procedures, the infection rate is less than 2%. In some places, like in our office, when we gauge it, it's less than 1%. Um, So a post-operative infection would be an out-of-the-ordinary thing. That Mm -hmm. being said, most times it's combated with just local antibiotics. We give you a prescription, you take it. It's rare that we have to do more than that. Um, and normally the antibiotics will take care of the job if there's an infection problem. But in general, um, we're, you know it's not, it's not a commonplace thing.
0: Interesting. Yeah, thanks very much for your call. Appreciate hearing from you. Dr. Ron, when you get a tooth pulled, uh, anybody gets a tooth pulled, the, one of the things the dentist who just yanks it out of your head says, well, you're going to have to keep some cotton on that spot, and you're going to have to watch out for something called dry
2: socket. What's that, and is it dangerous? Well, a dry socket is an infection of the bone in the socket, itself, and it's painful. Uh, I don't recall having seen a dry socket for the better part of 15 years Okay, in my hands.
1: Good. Absolutely. It's, it doesn't happen all that often anymore. The reason why is because of the, the, the things that we use in our office when it comes to drawing people's blood and spinning it down, mm-hmm. using blood concentrates in the surgery to help things heal, or if we're doing any sort of grafting, it almost precludes the possibility of having a dry socket.
0: Well, it's interesting. Ian was just talking about consequences or possibilities, and I remembered many, many years ago having a tooth pull and being warned about dry socket at the time. It never happened in my case because I had wads of that white cottony stuff, which was awkward, but at least I didn't have the uh, the negative experience and it's just not something that happens anymore as practices has evo- have evolved.
1: It doesn't happen as often. Let's put that I think it still happens from time to time. Most of the reason why it happens is when you lose the blood clot that's actually in the hole where the tooth was that's yeah. supposed to heal. And if you lose that and the area is dry and no longer has that blood clot anymore, then that's that can still happen. It's not that it can't happen, it's just not that commonplace anymore.
0: Dr. Zokel, I wanted to ask you about something I've asked you about before, and I have had a tooth pulled, and I that's my actual dry socket experience many many years ago. But just in terms of the experience per se, uh, when people go for teeth in one day, uh, I would I would wonder, I would be astonished at how how to handle all the pain that would come with him. Because teeth in one day, as, as Dr. Birdie explained a little while ago, you have teeth extracted. Then you have those little uh, posts put in and then you have implants put on top of that. How can that not hurt like blue bloody blazes? <laughs>
2: That's the presumption is things like that hurt. What hurts is when tissue gets infected uh, when you haven't cleaned all the disease out and the body has to respond in an inflammatory way to, to resolve some of the issues that the surgeon has not taken care of. Right. Our experience in surgery, regardless of the degree of disease within the jaw structures and around the teeth that will necessitate their removal, we see very little post operative pain mm-hmm. and that's hard. it's hard contra- it's hard to contra- wrap your intuitive. head around it, isn't it it's, it really is but the truth of the matter is very very few of our patients have a significant amount of pain after their procedures some people say they feel nothing others with a very low pain threshold might feel more
0: sure but I guess also, Doctor Birdie, the balance there is looking in the mirror and going, "Okay, so it's a little tender today, but look at my smile."
1: Well, absolutely. It's uh, you know, it, it, I, I've never had anybody come in after a teeth in one day procedure and say, "I regret it." Mm-hmm. Everyone comes in and says, I wish I'd done this 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Why didn't I think about this in my 40s or my 50s or whatever it was? And so that's, like I said, once again, why it's the funnest procedure to do. It's it's the one that, that I enjoy and I know Dr. Zockel enjoys doing the most.
0: So when a person has an accident, Dr. Ron, when they're playing hockey or skiing or just working out and something happens and you lose a tooth. Could have been you know an altercation in the parking lot. Whatever. You lose a tooth, but only one. But it's uh, one of those teeth that everybody knows you've lost. How do you replace that? Is that an
2: implant-likely thing? Or, I mean, there are options. Tell us what the options are. Well, it definitely is an implant option. When you have a traumatic injury to the front part of the mouth, there are a number of things that will occur. What you have to look at is it has there been any soft tissue and bone damage along with the loss of that tooth, mm-hmm. and you've got to make sure that that's all under control. If the tooth has been evulsed or removed without injury to those other structures, then it becomes a fairly straightforward process of putting an implant and a tooth on the implant immediately. Okay, and uh, so if and you see sometimes when a person loses a tooth,
0: uh, I can I remember a nephew of mine. He picked up the tooth and put it in milk. Mm-hmm and brought it to the dentist, I guess, that afternoon or perhaps the next morning. What's behind that? You you nodded immediately. Oh, yeah,
1: sure. What's that about? The reason being is it's trying to keep the, the tooth hydrated because if a tooth completely comes out and it's a or, or comes out of the mouth um, and it's not ready to do so, let's say it's, it's not a bad off oh, tooth, It, it just it, happened, it, right?
0: It, it definitely was not ready it, so, to come. <laughs> so
1: it's one of those things where basically if we, if we put it in something, milk like and bring it to the dental office. <laughs> if, if, within a certain amount of time, if a dentist can put the tooth back in, a lot of times the person will keep that tooth. And it's fantastic. So that's why there's a reason why, is if we can get and if we can get to the person right away and quickly, if we put a tooth in quickly, then the, we're back in. A lot of times the body will heal itself. The tooth may need a root canal in the future, but it is very possible for it to, to last.
0: Interesting stuff. Dr. Ron, I was looking through the website in advance of your arrival this afternoon and um, trolling through all of the therapies and treatments and possibilities available. And laser keeps popping up every now and then, uh, talking about about uh, laser therapy, for example. How
2: commonplace is that and what do you do with a laser on a set of teeth? <laughs> it's amazing how what the applications are for laser technology. And it's a tool like anything else sure. in, in industry. And understanding the science and biology and how these lasers can treat tissues and lasers are different. And depending on how the laser is constructed from different materials, like it could be carbon dioxide, it could be a ruby, it could be a... Uh, other materials, but they give a different wavelength which goes through tissues and manages tissues differently. So there are a lot of different lasers, but you can use them in periodontal therapy, peri implant therapy. You can cut tissue with them. You can Open into areas of uh, and use it to reshape bone. You can even do preparations on tooth structure with the right type of laser. So it has massive application on both soft tissue and hard tissues of the mouth.
0: And as you, uh, as an oral surgeon, Doctor Birdie, do you use laser uh, lasers rather fairly commonly in your procedures?
1: Well, as a periodontist, when we when we're doing oral surgery or ter- surgical procedures, I use a laser. You know, almost every day we're using it either around sometimes a diseased implants, sometimes we'll use it around teeth for treating periodontal disease. Sometimes we'll use it as an adjunctive, uh, just a tool in some of the other surgical procedures we're utilizing. Uh, a laser is just another tool that we use every day. We just, we have a lot of them at BC Prairie for different applications, but uh, it's a great tool to utilize, and it allows us to be a bit more minimally invasive and use the benefits of technology. Uh, and it really allows us to to treat more patients.
0: And and it's so finely focused; it literally is as as fine a point as the tip of a surgical knife, isn't it?
1: Oh, it's even smaller than that. Yeah, it's it's like a pinpoint, uh, like a actually like a laser pointer, pinpoint uh, in someone's mouth. We can use it to be as as exact as we want to be.
0: When you were performing oral surgery in front of a house full of dentists in Malaysia a few weeks ago. Did you use a laser?
1: Uh, I did not, actually. They didn't have one there. Uh-huh. But, but, but uh, So it's
0: commonplace in North America, but maybe not so much elsewhere. It's
1: not commonplace in many places of the world, just because there's a cost involved with the laser, and also it's a matter of being knowledgeable in the, in the pieces and, and, and the tools that are out there. Um, but that being said, in, in our office, you know, using a laser, I used one three times yesterday. We use it all the time
0: interesting just before we let you go remind our listeners and of your certifications because you have board certifications in two areas. Tell us about that.
1: Please. So I'm a periodontist, which is a specialist in, in teeth and the salvaging of teeth and gum disease and of course uh, dealing with uh, you know people that have got the tissue grafts and also on top of that dental implants and implant surgery and overall surgery in the mouth. And then I'm also a prosthodontist which is a specialist in kind of the restoration of things and, and kind of the overall treatment planning in someone's mouth. And so I'm being a dual specialist. I'm board certified both in the US and Canada and I think I'm the only one to do that so far. So it's uh, been a lot of schooling, a lot of time along the way.
0: Are you still doing uh, any connections with uh, UBC School of Dentistry? Yeah, so
1: I, t- I do a session at UBC once in a while. Oh, Dr. Zoko was just there, I think, this week, or he's there next week doing that uh, as well. Tuesday morning. Yeah, and uh, and then I also still do stuff at the University of Minnesota as well, and in the United States as well.
0: Of course. Uh, isn't that your, your alma mater? That's right. That's, That's right. right, indeed. So, Dr. Ron, what were you talking to the dental kids at UBC
2: about? <laughs> well, this will be advanced surgical concepts, and I'm speaking to the graduate process Program, and, uh, and we're, t- we're talking about the advances in biologics that's used to uh, remove teeth and rebuild the tissues.
0: So this is the sort of discussions and lectures that you've been conducting literally all over the world. You'll give the uh, local students the benefit of your expertise in a couple of days. Absolutely. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.